What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2. Another week. What's good, guys? Do we call it the last dance? Is that what we call it for now? The, the, yeah, the final week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, um, yeah, man, we, we have, uh, we have come to, um, this, uh, this moment in time and, uh, you know, we, it's amazing when you think about it, dude, six years we've been doing this <laughs> pot. Isn't it like at some point this year, when I realized it was six years, I was like, wait, it's, we've been doing it six years. That's a long time, man. Yeah, a long time is crazy. I mean, I, I mean, a lot of shit has happened between and <laughs> all of that. I mean, you know, I've retired, and you know, it's just been, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff, that, you know, that that we we've covered, you know, not personally. I mean, not only personally, but yeah. you know, on this pod uh, in the last six years, you got married, had a baby, yeah, we went through a pandemic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it was. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a good six years. It has, man. It's been an amazing ride. And, um, you know, C and I talked about it a little bit last week. Um, but I think just with, and C, you obviously can give your own reasons, but with our responsibilities now, both personally and professionally, it's just become hard to be able to continually produce the level of content that we want to. And I don't think either one of us ever wanted to keep recording on a once a week cadence if we didn't feel like we could produce the level of podcast that we had become accustomed to recording and our audience had become accustomed to hearing. So it just felt like a natural time to say, let's stop down here, all-star break right now. And who knows what ends up happening from here. Um, But it just felt like it kind of had to be done for both of us. Yeah, for sure. And just like you said, just just timing, scheduling, man, I've been more busy, you know, in the last I mean, I've been more busy as, as you know, as a retired player than, than I've ever been. Yeah. But just in the last six months, I've been more busy in my life. than you know, yeah. I've been more busy than I've ever been in my life the last six months. So it's just getting harder and harder to schedule. And like you said, um, you know, we have so many fans and so many people that are used to us giving this everything, it would be, you know, it'd be hard not to, um, you know, not be able to, to dedicate the time to, to, you know, to the fans, um, and give them the level of, um, you know, talking shit that, that, that they're used to. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So, um, and you know, we're going to get to, I know a lot of fans sending questions and we got some amazing messages, but just to like take a journey back in time, see you think about it. I can remember, you talk about different, you know, um, things we've been through in our lives over the six years we've done this. I can remember being on the phone, like walking my old apartment on the Upper East Side, which I've since sold and and not lived in 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 years since I think I sold it in uh, April of 2019 or something. Um, and I can remember being on the phone with you. You call me up and us having like an hour long conversation about you know, what the pod would look like if we were going to do it. You had texted me and been like, hey, cuz, it's time for us to do this pod. And I'm like, okay, now? And I'm, and you're like, yeah, no, now. Like, I didn't know if you meant like after you're done playing or whatever, but I remember us having that conversation, obviously, seeing us both having a very similar vision for it, right? We wanted something where we could storytell, where you could see people's personalities that wasn't gotcha culture. And one thing that I'm so glad 
you know, you were insistent upon was starting it then while you were still playing, because that really took us inside, you know, a couple amazing Yankee runs as well. And the, the heartbeat of the clubhouse and of the journey of a 162 season. And it was, you know, now there's so many athlete driven pods. See, but at that time it was really road tripping with uh, Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, and then us. There really wasn't yeah. – I don't even know if J, maybe J.J. had started his pop, but I'm not even sure if he had yet. And uh, and we were, you know, one of the first to kind of do that, and I'm so glad that you had the vision to say, hey, like, let's do this now. No, I definitely remember having that conversation and, you know, having a conversation of wanting it not to be like like talk radio. Yes. You know, remember that was a big deal that we just wanted it to be something that people can listen to, um, have fun and feel like they're a part of the conversation. I feel like we accomplished that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I feel like we accomplished a lot of that. And, and I feel like that's why people are still so attached to the pod six years later. But I just remember, you know, starting it in 2017 and that being really like a, a big comeback year for me, you know, so to be able to like talk through everything and, and talking to, you know, teammates and, you know, we went on that real deep run in the playoffs. I think, you know, actually starting the podcast kind of helped that, you know what I mean? Um, and, and being able to talk through, um, you know, kind of the season was, was pretty dope. So, um, you know, if you go back and listen to those podcasts, it was, it was a pretty cool time because that was when I really uh, grasped my cutter and was figuring out how to really pitch, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I was on my way to 3000 strikeouts. So it was, it was kind of a cool moment that we started at that time. And we, we have it documented, you know, that actually is a great point, man. I was thinking about this earlier, how in 2016, you know, you weren't yet, you had a, you had a good year, right? But it wasn't, we didn't know yet. Like, Oh, is this going to be a Renaissance? Is, is, is this going to be sort of the, final chapter of your career, which of course you ended up having whatever it was three or four really successful seasons in a row at the end, man, thank God you did pitch well. Cause they would have shut this pod down real quick. If you hadn't in 2017, <laughs> yeah. Cash would have been like, yeah, nah, enough of that bullshit. For sure. <laughs> yeah, those words but don't nah, sound I mean, so good with a six ERA, it, <laughs> but it was good though. I mean, we got, you know, a lot of guests, we got a lot of, you know, um, uh, people that were, you know, uh, that we played against, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like being at the stadium so much, like it was cool. And, and it was really extensions of our conversations because we were together a lot back then because you were in yes. the clubhouse every day and I was playing. So we saw each other. So a lot of our conversations we were actually having in the, in the clubhouse would spilling over to the, to the pod. So um, it, it was, it was a real like perfect connection at the time for us to just interview people. And we, and I felt like we disarmed a lot of people. People didn't understand didn't really understand what a podcast was back then or like what we were trying to do or what it was going to be like to come on a podcast, especially with me, especially my friends. They were like, I mean, what the, what the, you know, they're like, what am I getting myself into? Cause I know, cause they know my, you know, behind the scenes, how I actually really talk ends up, you know, being how I talk on the podcast. But I think we disarmed a lot of people and, and, uh, and, and it helped out that me and you were so close at the time when we, when we started seeing each other every single day, I couldn't agree more, man. And especially, and look, it's been harder to record pods when guests aren't in the same spot as you, right? Like we've we've dealt with that. And and obviously, you know, going through the pandemic, we we really, you know, it was the only way to record. And it was a a great way to record back then, but 
we had better chemistry when we were in the same building and, and we were finding times to be able to, to record in the studio. It's so true. And, and I, I think the last pod we recorded in person with a guest was with Josh Donaldson last year, I think. And oh, man, I don't even remember I, that. I think it was. And I just remember being like, wow, this feels amazing. And I think that's part of it too, right? See, is is the experience for you and me and the joy of the pod and also the quality of what we get. It, while it's still high when we're in two different locations and you and I obviously like have gotten a, a cadence down and guests have gotten used to it, but it's, it's just a completely different experience that's sitting there in person. And you're right in 2017, 2018, 2019, I'm in the clubhouse with you. You know, we would, we would plan our podcasts around series I was doing or times at the stadium road where trips, I'm going in road yeah. trips. Yeah. Like, and we're sitting in the press box booth or in the Yankees press conference room or the visiting clubhouse or the auxiliary clubhouse or never forget Reggie Jackson turning to me. Who's this sitting here in the auxiliary clubhouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you being like, stop, you know exactly who he is. <laughs> but I think yeah, you're right. See, no, like I mean, that's hard. That's been harder too. Yeah, and even think about some of the places we got to record, like, in the city. You know, we were finding little studios and even a place down in Tampa where we had, you know, Siegel and, and Matt Siegel and, and Samir Hernandez were with us. So it was cool, you know, finding those little places and, you know, the people that would be around doing those records when we did them live. I mean, I even, at the All-Star, I was at the All-Star game, uh, shit, yesterday, yesterday was today. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I'm in Tahoe today, but... I was at the All-Star game and a guy came up to me and was like, man, I was at the uh, the live show you guys did at T-Mobile when we did the T-Mobile live Anaheim, show. In uh, L.A. last yeah, year. Oh, nice. in, in L.A. last year. So, yeah. uh, you know, you know, being live, you know, and, and having people, you know, in, in you know, around uh, is, is, is definitely a great effect. You know, and see, speaking of where we started our journey, it was at Players' Tribune. And it was funny because you and I on that phone call that initial phone call, we both thought Players Tribune is where we should do it because mm-hmm. your relationship with Derek, we also knew that they would like the idea of athlete-driven and not just trying to make mountains out of molehills, but really trying to you know storytell and get to know personalities and just talk. Um, and then we had you know other common touch points working there at the time, Sadie Zillow, who you know, was with yeah. us throughout the entire thing. And, and we both owe so much to Sadie was just in, she was our third musketeer for the vast majority of our R2C2 journey. Took her from, from players tribune to uninterrupted to Spotify to homeless for the last year. And, uh, and she, she's just been, you know, I know she has R2C2 blood running through her veins and was just, just incredible, incredible to us in the pod. And we love you, Sadie. And she she was at Players Tribune and mm-hmm. and then Sarah Flynn was there, who we were yeah, friends yeah, with. Yeah, she was at the time. And, Absolutely. Yeah. I forgot about that. And uh and now she's like running boardroom with with mm-hmm. Rich and K D. Um and um and then the two guys we work with early on, Corey Miller, who had just graduated Fordham and WFUV, and Carl Scott, who now is running Meadowlarks uh podcasts and Carl, my gosh, Carl was, uh, Carl is a total superstar. Unbelievable, yes. man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Let me tell you, if we ever do something again, we're bringing Carl. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I remember Carl in that podcast when we had A Rod up in the warehouse. Remember yes, that? Yes. The first time. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and I, I think I dropped the F bomb, and then A Rod dropped like 13 F bombs right in a row. <laughs> yes. And Carl looked at me, he was like, <laughs> He was like, That's <laughs> amazing. It was, it was like A Rod had been liberated <laughs> from, from he was all like, these oh. like, Language restraints his whole life. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, wait, I can actually curse here? Remember, he was then, like, he was just, like, finding... There was no reason for those F-bombs. He just, was just finding yeah, random yeah, F-bombs. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, I could do this. Okay, all right. Got it. Oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. It was so... Oh, I'll never forget the so, look on Carl's face during that so, fight. That was funny. So funny, man. That was so, that was so funny. So shout out to those guys. And... And we had a great, you know, relationship run there. And then we moved on to Uninterrupted. And, you know, we got to do some really fun, unique shows on the road there. Um, going to spring training. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to TD at Uninterrupted and, and all he did with us. And John Fontanella, who produced us for a while. A great guy. Um, and we went to, um, you know, doing the spring training shows. Also, the way they put in, you know, they put in resources for the video aspect of things see and i'm thinking about remember we did coordinating with the mlbpa and uninterrupted we did those episodes of the shift and how about us sitting down with mookie betts and david price before a yankees red sox game and doing a joint yankees red sox pod the day of a game yeah no i mean that's just stuff that like that's what i'm saying like that was stuff that wasn't happening you know yankees red sox on the pod or you know, even for a long time, I didn't. I, you you wanted me to get uh, Boba Shet and Vladdy and all of that. Yeah. I was like, nah, I can't. I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> but, I, Blue Jays too much bad blood there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, nah, it was. Um, it it ended up, you know, being pretty cool having a chance to, you know, have guys on that weren't, you know, necessarily on our team. And then DP came on a couple of different times. Moose been a guest a couple of different times. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it uninterrupted kind of took us to the next level, especially with the video and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. I mean, even I'm thinking about, we had, um, you know, I think one of our most viewed things to this day is the pod we did with Sonny and Trevor Bauer about the Astro scandal and how incredible they were. I mean, just, just incredible. And by the way, speaking of, uh, Carl, he tweeted at us when we tweeted, this was going to be our our, our last show, at least for the time being, he said, sad day. I want to thank you both for trusting me to help bring the original vision for the show to life. It was a career highlight, great talent, even greater humans. If you ever need anything, hit me. Well, Carl, we just may hit you someday. So, you know, <laughs> stay by the phone. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, even just like, and then obviously after uninterrupted, we go to Spotify in the ringer and it was kind of a chaotic move because it was during COVID where we, we, we actually thought something else was going to happen. And then, COVID hit and whatever and and see you mentioned it and we're going to read some comments in a, in a moment like for people those days you know when we first got to Spotify and the Ringer and we were recording all during the pandemic like people that people really connected with those episodes and were just glad to have some sense of normalcy yeah for sure and for us you know what I mean yeah. to be able to, to talk to, to, I mean 
at that time, you were nuts on Twitter. You know, I mean, you had all the info and shit, so you were keeping people up on what's going on, and you were keeping me up on what's going on. I, you know, I mean, I didn't have all the info that you had, so it was like it was good. So it was it was cool to be able to talk through all of that shit with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like we were all going through it at the same time, and and uh, just trying to figure out ways to cope, and and that was ours. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to connect with people through that in that tough time and through that tough time. Um, was was something that I was always trying to do, whether it was me and Amber passing out food in the Bronx or, you know, doing the stuff that we did with the podcast and doing all the stuff we do with the with the um, foundation, um, just kind of ratcheted it up during during uh, during the pandemic. So um, that was the way that I was dealing with, you know, everything that was going on was by trying to help as many people as possible. Yeah, that's so well said, man. And and it's so true. Like it it did give us a feeling of normalcy. And it's hilarious that you bring that up because I was I was reading scientific preprints. Oh no, you're yeah. fucking nuts with this. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I can say that now because you yeah. know what I mean. And we can look back on it and laugh, but yeah. it was bro, it, it was it was always dedicated five minutes at the end of the pod. You gonna give us the fucking what's been the latest for the last oh last gosh. week. <laughs> it's so funny. I really did, man. And what's so funny is like now, even now, some people will like ask me things about like different questions. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I've, I, I'm not a virologist anymore. I've been out of that but game for a while. You can't do that. You, can't, you cannot do that because you can't be all the way in and then uh, just shut it down like that. But that'd I've be like me giving up golf. That'd be like me giving up golf right now. Oh like that's how deep you were into that shit. Like how, how I'm a, I am with golf right now. True. But the pandemic ended. The courses are still open. <laughs> so there's a difference. And, you know, see, like, just thinking about some of our guests, like, I, you know, people ask, like, oh, you know, what's your favorite show? And, like, you know, there's so many different moments and memories. I think what was amazing is you talked about it. We disarmed our guests, right? And I always, I give you the the largest, or I, I give you such credit for that because, you know, you have your unique combination of being this unbelievably credentialed athlete with everything that you achieved in your career, but then also having this way of being incredibly authentic always. And I think that that, I think that disarms people. It's not just like, oh, CeCe's got a good personality, which you do, but it's that you're you. You're always you. You're always genuine. You don't chameleon for a room. And I think that's very that. unique. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's true. And 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 I think it's unique. And I think that the the guest feels comfortable with that. And when you're like that, you can talk up or down, right? Whether whether, you know, uh Alex Rodriguez is on the pod or Michael yeah. Vick or you know, a utility infielder or, you know, or Denzel, we didn't get him. But you know what I'm saying? You're just going to be you and I think that helped disarm people. And I'm just like looking at our guest list and the moments that come to mind. Like think about our first pod with Aaron judge down in spring training and him revealing he wouldn't do the home run derby again and us breaking that news. And, or, but like, you know, what was crazy? Like every time we broke news, I didn't even think we were like breaking news. I always felt like every time I seen like the pod in the post, I'd be like, damn, we get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like we breaking news and shit. It, it, It was crazy how like, how much traction a lot of our stuff got just to like through genuine conversation. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. That's what was so nice is we never, we never went into a pod thinking, 
And some people tried to get us to go these routes at times, but we never went into a pod thinking, if we're going to ask this, then we're going to get this response. We're like, no, we're just going to like have a conversation. Of course, there's timely things that came up and would come up, but we never went in with a goal other than having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And what was I, the, one of my favorite guests was the, uh, the guy from, uh, the, from billions. Oh, Brian Koppelman. He was fantastic. Fantastic. That was one of my favorite podcasts. He was so good. Yeah. He was so good. It's funny, man. I was just looking at that list. Yeah, that was, well, that's what was fun, right? Kind of, baseball was our tent pole, but we were able to branch out into other sports. Me and you were such huge sports fans. And then of course, entertainment as well. You know, and Brian Koppelman kind of fit into both worlds. Even like when we did those early pods with Jerry Ferrara, Jerry was so good. He was great. Um, we had, uh, you know, uh, we, dude, one of my favorite pods was us uh, doing the Game of Thrones episode. Uh, the Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was. The, it, it was great because uh, Tommy fucking froze, man. That's like, it was epic. Like, I got to go back and watch that it, it, because it was. I've never seen him get that quiet in my life. He's never done that before. Oh, it's so funny. And Talkman was a maester. He was <laughs> Talkman was oh my gosh. Talkman was he was so like detailed on everything incredible. And it was just amazing having six guys, six of your teammates at once. Everybody's a big Game of Thrones fan and we all were making our predictions for the finale. It was so cool, man. Yeah, and and I feel like it gets to, to it got to let people see how close we get. You know what I'm saying? Like as teammates, yeah. and like how interested we are in things outside of baseball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, we get passionate, just as passionate about Game of Thrones as we do about the World Cup, or yeah. you know, anything that our clubhouse is into. Like we're all 25 guys into it, and that was a cool little little window look into that. It really was, man. I'm it. I'm just looking at some of the names. I'm not going to list them all because obviously we've had a lot of guests over six years. But, of course, we started our pod with Derek Jeter. Think about a couple episodes we've done with Michael Strahan that were amazing. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Adam Jeter, Jones was a Jeter, Adam was good with the G podcast was great because he told that story about me ghosting him for his uh, golf event. And that shit is, is a true story, guys. Like, <laughs> You know what's so funny is – it's it, it, it really lays the foundation for nobody to ever feel bad about being ghosted by CC Sabathia. And it's his yeah. very first pod. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's the uh, very first podcast, and it's Derek Gina telling you a story, I yeah. mean, about who the fuck I actually really am. <laughs> which, which I don't even, instead of me telling everybody the story, I think what I'm going to say is go back. Now, because we were because we migrated the way that we did, there are three different feeds which have R2C2. There's our original RSS feed, which is the Players' Tribune one. That's where the Jeter episode is. You can go back to listen to that and hear that story. Then there's the uninterrupted one. And then there's our our, our Spotify ringer one, which we owned and still have. It's also part of the reason why if we ever wanted to come back or wanted to do a one-off or wanted to executive produce someone else hosting a pod, we own the RSS feed. And by we, I mean, Amber Sabathia, but we own the RSS feed. <laughs> so it's, it, 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 everybody stay subscribed because you just never know. But yeah, dude, that's yeah. so funny. Derek told that story of forevermore. I was like, well, you know, if he doesn't get back to me, 
I'm just in the same camp as Derek Jeter, so <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, man, so many. Al, I remember that up with Albert Pujols, with you and Albert yeah. in the stadium. I was somewhere else, but gosh, I remember you guys talked like seven minutes straight off the top without me even jumping in and just going back and forth, and it was incredible. Just some. I mean, think about the insiders we've gotten: Woj, and Bobby Marks, and Zach Lowe, and Stephen A. and Malika, and. And, you know, uh, Mark Jackson and Adam Schefter and Kenny Smith. Van Gundy was one of our best. Oh, dude. Van Gundy telling the Van Gundy telling the Scorpion story is just incredible. (laughs) Legendary shit. Legendary. Legendary, man. Really is. So just some really like just some some awesome, awesome memories. And and see, I, I thought, you know, we should. Um, and you know what also, one other thing too, think about some of the timely stuff too. Darren Waller, right. As soon as he signed with the giants or got traded to the giants, yeah. uh, yeah. Monty, right after he got traded judge, the one interview he did before free agency, Rob Thompson, and Dusty Baker, right before the world series, you know, like it's it, the timing, the timeliness was really there too. Um, but I wanted to just read a couple comments, uh, from people that I thought, um, I just thought we're really nice, man. And, and then and take some questions as well. Um, you know, let's start with the questions. Uh, Moshi K says, CC toughest hitter you ever faced. Toughest hitter I ever faced is probably, I'll go to, uh, Evan Longoria and Manny Ramirez. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Matt Bono with the news that Yankee hitting coach Dylan Lawson was let go. How big of an impact can a hitting or pitching coach have for an MLB club? Of course, we know Sean Casey is the new Yankee hitting coach now. Yeah, no, I think it's, it can have a huge impact, especially, you know, having a guy that played in the big leagues and, and went to battle and that was a, you know, a, a pretty good hitter. So, um, you know, the more guys that played in the big leagues that you can have around big league players, the better for your team. Will Harrison asked me, what's the main difference mindset switch that goes into calling an MLB versus an NBA game. I would say, you know, the biggest difference is in basketball, it's just very much action focused and action heavy. And you're, you, there's no, you know, other than free throws. And sometimes you're reading promos during that. There's not necessarily natural moments to tell stories. And so you really have to be careful with how you weave them in. So you don't get caught missing the amplification of a big play or, whatever might be going on on the floor in baseball. There's, there's just much more storytelling and it is much more about the dialogue with your analyst. And that really is the broadcast and the action is the sideshow to that. It's not the main thing. Now the pitch clock has changed it a little bit because you can't get into quite as much. And the action is more Which is great. Great. When the action is much more, um, you know, forward facing. It's part of the reason why this year when Jeff Nelson lost his voice uh, and Meredith and I did a game and a half without a, a color commentator, I wasn't as concerned with that because I knew, first of all, I wouldn't have ultimately been that concerned anyway, but I, especially with the pitch clock, you knew you're kind of flowing more. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's kind of what I would say. Um, For me, it, uh, the basketball game is way easier to call because you're just watching the action. You know what? And you've called them both, so you know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, we, we still got to get you back. That That's what's next for C. 
The reason the pod's ending is CC is joining the Yes Network. He's going to do 120 games a season. And Never. I hope someone clips that off and thinks it's serious. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get C in the booth with me at some point. I don't know how, but at some point for a game or two. Um, all right. Uh, Michael Scott Rosen and Mike Carranza asked me, what is my favorite call in my broadcast career? And what's CeCe's favorite call of him in his? Oh, that's interesting. Not of me, of you, but someone else of you or anybody of you. I would say my favorite call. I had some Caitlin Clark ones during the final four this year that I liked a lot. Um, that I just felt like were, they just kind of felt like timely. And then the perfect game call the other day, like the final out, I felt that was fire, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. And then you had another one, the uh, Hicks catch. Yes. The Hicks catch in Minnesota. Yeah. And then you have a judge Homer, judge Homer in Seattle. Those would be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The judge Homer in Seattle was fire too. That was the one he almost hit out of this motherfucker. Yeah. It was the the only time in my life I saw baseball in flight and thought, that's going to leave the stadium. That might go. Yeah. yeah. I thought somebody was going to do that in the, in the home run derby too, but that, yeah. that ball he hit was further than any ball that was hitting the home run derby. Which is so crazy when you think about it, man. Okay. How about see as a player, is there a call of your, like a somebody calling something you did that you can remember? Yeah. I never, I never thought about that. That's a great question, but it would be that Brewers complete game at the end of the season that Brian Anderson called when I got the double play. Yeah. Like that was sick. I watched that the other day and like, it was, that was pretty sick. Dude. I watched that the other day too. Cause it was like the anniversary of you being traded mm-hmm. there, I think. Right. And yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at your numbers again from that run. It really is absurd, man. Like would you have like, Seven complete games and three shutouts and an ERA yeah. of one six five. Like no, nah, I was I was locked in. Everybody was like, "Why'd you pitch so much?" I kept telling everybody, "Bro, this shit's gonna make me more money." I'm telling you, man. My gosh, um, there are so many good questions here. We cannot get to them all, but we'll get to a few more, and then we're gonna read some fan messages because there were just some really, really kind messages. Um, Mike Schubert asks you, CC, was there ever a significant moment? where you made a big adjustment and things started clicking much like Volpe's first post chicken parm dinner surge. Uh, I mean, there was a bunch of times. I mean, there's, I mean, throughout a 19 year career, there's a bunch of different moments where, you know, when I, when I figured out my changeup when I was in Cleveland, um, you know, when I figured out my slider, when I was in Cleveland, I won the Cy Young the next year. Um, you know, when I, when I matched, when I got my two seamer, um, you know, games became easier to complete, you know, and that was when in Milwaukee, um, there's always different times where you click and, you know, it just propels you forward till you hit another speed bump and then you got to figure some shit out again. You know, you got to make an adjustment. That's baseball. Um, and I think the last one would be making, getting the cutter, mm-hmm. um, you know, figuring that out and, and being able to pitch those last, you know, four or five years of my career. So, you know, there's always different times when you can, where you have to adjust and, and, you know, it'll click and this won't be the last time Smokey will have struggles and, you know, figure some shit out and it'll click. And then, like I said, it'll, it'll happen again. Take a couple more here. Here, see uh, Sean Ryan, Tariq Turner and Uncle Jesse. Nice of him to chime in. Um, <laughs> big full full house fan who asked both of us. Who's the one guest you wish you could have had on the pod, but didn't. Shaq. Uh, Mm, and we almost had Shaq. We Shaq. almost had Shaq. Yeah, Shaq would have been amazing. Shaq. I still haven't watched the Shaq doc, but it's supposed to be incredible. 
Um, Shaq Doc is really good. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, I'm so excited for the world to see the Sue Doc. Uh, the, the, it's so good, man. It is so good. Like it's I'm excited for it's it. going to be awesome, man. Yeah. It's going to be excited for you guys for that. school. Yeah. We'll have to do a good premiere too. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause like Andy Pettit is my favorite athlete of all time. We had Andy on also like, you know, you obviously have a close relationship with Andy. I have a, he's very friendly to me, like, you know, through the Yankee circles, like, so he would have been the one, but we got him on. Derek would have been next, but we yeah. got him on, you know? Um, I, I think I'd say actually LeBron because nice. yeah, because we thought we were getting him when we went into un- went to uninterrupted. It didn't happen. And I think it would have been, he's just, I think he's a really interesting conversation in formats like this, you know? Um, and I think that would have been great. Um, all right. Couple hey, I started laughing when you said, when you said Andy, cause Amber just said right now, Andy just texted me and said, you're ghosting them. So you better call him back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad you said that. Cause when I leave right now, yeah, I'm about go to go, call I gotta call Andy. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> Tell Andy I said hello. <laughs> but at least he knows who to actually text. He texts Amber and be like, tell C to call me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's how you get stuff done for C. If you want, if you want C, you go to Amber. Um, Everybody and, knows that. Uh, yes. Ja Bucks says, if you only had one burning question to ask on the pod, what would it be and for whom? Ooh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Hmm. Um, I don't know what that would be. You guys, you, you, can you answer that? The only thing, one thing I, I am wondering about is, does Derek want to get back involved in a more intimate way with the Yankees? That would be something. Because he kind of hinted at it a year ago. Now he's doing TV. He's doing great, by the way. He's been fantastic on Fox. Yeah. Like. Like I kind of, I kind of would be curious about that, um, but you know, I don't know if there's something. You know, Eminem was the other guest I always wanted. Oh uh, yeah, um, that, oh definitely. That would have been if there. I don't know if there's like one question I want to ask him though. Um, I wouldn't mind asking. I wouldn't mind, like I'm trying to think Star Wars related. If there was someone. Like if we got John Favreau on, like mm-hmm. if he already knows how the intersection of Ahsoka, which comes out in August, by the way, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, how that's going to end. Like, does he already know or is it kind of just unfolding? Um, but I don't I know. I feel like that's more like a question for you anyway, because that's more like a journalist question. You know what I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Do you have one? I feel, no, because yeah. if I, I just act a motherfucker if I feel like I need to ask somebody something. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's a good way to go about it. Oh, it's a good question, though, from Jaw Bucks. And then, see, I thought, I thought this was a good question. We can end on this one and then read some fan messages. Um, Bronx Bulletin says, Cece, your openness about struggles with addiction and journey to sobriety is inspiring. How difficult is it to maintain sobriety in retirement? How has it impacted your overall well-being? Any advice you would give to those facing a similar situation? Man, I just told somebody this the other day because uh, All-Star, I was all over the place. And I probably was getting two, three hours of sleep a night. And I was, oh. I think I was talking to um, uh, Edwin and, and Adam Jones. And I was like, man, if I was still drinking, I would be, be dead by now. Mm. And that sounds crazy because I'm 43 years old. But the amount of alcohol that I drank and the way that it was affecting my body, 
Um, yeah, nah, the way I move around and the stuff I'm able to do, um, the jobs that I have, um, alcohol would, would definitely hinder all of that. So, um, you know, I, I, I stay sober by staying busy, being on the golf course. I know that sounds crazy because a lot of people drink on the golf course, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'm always out there and I don't. And man, it, it, it's, it's weird because, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago, I never would have thought that I'd be in a place where I just don't see alcohol ever being in my life. Who knows what the future holds is one day at a time, obviously, and all, you know, all of that. I mean, but um, I just don't ever think about alcohol as much as I did. You know what I'm saying? As much as it was a factor in my life. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that I had the time. I'm thankful for the Yankees. I'm thankful to the Steinbrenner organization, Brian Cashman, Joe Girardi. Um, you know, Dylan Batances, Chris Young, because when I, you know, um, Chad Bowling, because that day that I made that decision, they all had my back and, you know, it allowed me to, to go in there and get myself right and get my mind right and, you know, save my family and, and still be here and be a dad and a husband and, and, you know, be a part of my family. So I, I owe all of, you know, this right now, what I have in the second half of my life or my, you know, my retirement to all of those people I just named. So um, you know, that's what keeps me sober, staying sober for them. And, you know, that belief that they had in me that I could do it. Um, and at a, tr at a time when, you know, the team probably needed me most. So, um, you know, I'll forever be grateful. That was super powerful, man. And good for you. See, it really is amazing, man. And it is inspirational. And I, and, and, you know, I'm listening to you say that and I'm like, this is why people are so upset with the pod going away because you know, <laughs> like there's a, there, it's just, it's, it, it, I really do think, you know, it's offered, you know, really interesting perspectives and, and just hearing you speak there is another reminder of that. Um, and good for you, man. It, it really is amazing. See, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, just to read a few fan messages. And let me just say first, like the outpouring of love has been amazing. Obviously we can't sit here and read 55 messages or 155 or thousand. Um, but we see them all and they hit and thank you to everybody because they really have been incredible. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the Jacob West, uh, Westendorf said, just wanted to say, I love the group chat. You two are in that was, or still is named. That's for you, bitch. We'll miss the show. Got a lot of appreciation for both of you. It is still named that it's still named still that. Named that. Yeah, with Nimer, Matt Nimer, Matt Siegel, Brian Axelrod, CC, and me. Um, C, did you ever reveal who the bitch was? And that's for you, bitch. No, and nobody. I mean, nobody ever do, really needs to you, know. That's the public. You, you know what's want, crazy is that? Huh? Do you want to give that to the audience in the final episode? No, no, nah, not at all. <laughs> what's crazy is that. Remember what I said though when that happened. Yeah. I was embarrassed by that. I remember I was like, I didn't want to be, I didn't want that to be how I was remembered as a Yankee. Yeah. I was yeah. like, so like after when I did it in the moment, I was, everybody knew I was going to do it and I did yeah. it. Like, it, you know, it happened. But then like after that, like I was so embarrassed guys. Yeah. And then everybody came in and everybody was like hyped and giving me hugs and shit. And I was like, all right, it's cool. <laughs> but like, it was, I was so, I was such in a weird place. Like after it happened and then, after, until after the game and everybody came in and it was like, it was cool. But for those like four innings, that's how the group chat started. Because yeah. 
you know, those four innings, I was on my phone after I got thrown out the game. <laughs> I, yes, I remember you texted us. Remember that? Yeah. I'm in there, man. Oh my god! And gosh. I was like, I don't want that to be remembered. I don't want to be remembered like a, a Yankee. That's all I don't want that to be like how I be remembered as a Yankee. But now it's actually pretty cool. I'm pretty sure people are going to remember um, 2009 and a lot of other moments along <laughs> with that. Along with that, I'm going to remember you. Give literally giving your gosh darn shoulder on the mound in your final <laughs> game, trying to throw another warm up pitch. I, you know, it's fun. Like I remember, I was sitting there, I was emotional, like watching you walk off the mounds. Like I was there at that game as a fan with my family, and I was like, my gosh, he literally gave his arm. Like he actually, people talk about it. He actually did. That was Man, crazy. That was the only way I was it, it was amazing. All right, two more. Uh, that we'll read. Craig Palmer Jr. said, love listening to the realness that CC always brought to the podcast. One of my favorite Yankee moments was when CC threw away his bonus money to stand up for his catcher after he had been drilled by Tampa. You could see why his teammates loved him and he brought that fire to R2C2. So there you go. Um, and then uh, this message comes from uh, Abraham Almanza. He says, been listening since episode one. Got to yell out, rate, review, subscribe when CC was dressed up as Yoda on his bobblehead night and even put together a Ryan star Wars Jedi bobblehead during the pandemic. But honestly, the best part of the journey was that it happened. You guys truly brought a perspective and joy to the medium that others are now trying to replicate. You weren't the first to do it, but you were the best. Thank you for bringing us closer to our sports heroes and for making us feel like we were part of the group chat. I'll miss it all. It really was the highlight of my week as I drove into work. Ryan, you said six years ago, you said six years was a long time, but it wasn't enough. Happy to have been a listener since day one and will continue to follow in however form it takes place in the future. Thank you for everything. That's a really nice message. Wow, that was fire. <laughs> that yeah, was, that is. Abraham, that my gosh, dope. you got me. You, you're giving me chills, man. That was a really <laughs> nice message. Um, see, the outpouring of comments, just amazing, incredible. Uh, you know, special thanks to you know some people who are on with us right now, Jackson Safon, who helped us a ton, especially yeah. during our transition away from the ringer, you know, where we were, we were, you know, for, I guess we were two years with Bill Simmons and TD went over there. Thanks to everybody at the ringer. And then we went, we went, uh, you know, independent and Jackson was with us the whole way. Jackson does Draymond Green's pod. So go ahead and listen to that pod. Jackson's amazing. Paige Keffer, who came on as our guest booker, just at, just in the, the, you know, the midnight hour of the pod, but was unbelievable. Like, Unbelievable. Yeah, all those the last like you know yeah. eight weeks uh, of guests that, that everybody's been excited about yes. has all been paid. You know, and and then Ata Movasaji, who has been just a critical, critical piece of the pod for years for us, does so much with you guys as a family scene and your social media and everything, and yeah. and has been a critical voice. And um, you know, he's he's basically taken on any role that the pod needed to keep it afloat for years and his dedication and passion behind the quality of the content has been absolutely inimitable. And we are, we're so grateful for Atta and everything he's brought to the table. And dude, besides thanking you, I got to thank Amber too. You know, Amber is the one who got us on the air. Like if, if there's no Amber, there's just no way that the pod goes. And, and so thank you to Amber for everything she's done. And Hey, see, man, it, it's been so it's been so fun. What's nice is there was no, you know, there was no Beatles fracture. There's no, you know, 
You'll go. Me and me and you still have our friendship, and the doors. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's funny because people always wonder, oh, does something happen? No, nothing happened. C and I are as good as ever. It's just where our lives are right now. But C, thank you, man, for this journey. You know I love you, and and we'll. If you know, I know we're going to intersect in different ways, and of course, you know, just to remind the audience, they can see me doing games on ESPN, doing games on the Yes Network, women's college basketball, WNBA, NBA, Nets, Yankees. Um, see on MLB Network with everything he's doing. Also, see everything you're doing with the commissioner. I did want to mention that quickly. It really seems like you're very involved in the league office now. Yeah, man, and that, and that's kind of you know what's taking over my life is is uh, you know being you know involved in the in the game and and on a large scale you know so um, having a chance to be in a league office and you know have a role and and you know it's, it's been a lot of fun. I never thought that I would you know work at MLB you know as a player you know it's, it's something that you know you you don't ever think about. But I think you know for players to see me working in an office, I think it you know it's. It's something that they can see. And now Pujols uh, is there. We got Jimmy Rollins up there, you know, Adam Jones. So, um, you know, we built a nice little roster up there, um, you know, that that's that's really passionate about the game and guys that play the game at a high level. You know what I mean? I Pujols is the Hall of Famer. Jimmy Rollins is the Hall of Famer, too. Mm. Um, you know, I think in my eyes. So, um, to have those guys working in the office, Raul Abanez, um, it's been it's been great. Well, people have to stay subscribed because, you know, when you go into the hall, see, if we haven't brought it back in some form by them, we might have to just do a one-off oh, special show. we'll definitely do a pie. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll do a whole we'll, and, show. And maybe, that, maybe that'll be like a like a, a show or a video. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. get other people to come on or, yep. you know, we'll yeah, do something we'll like that. Get some sponsors. Get some dough. Sounds good. We can make that. You gotta happen. talk to all your writer friends and make sure I get in, bro. That's that's. <laughs> hey, I will. I will be politicking them. All my writer friends say they have no doubt you will. So let's hope. All let's right. hope they're we'll right. See. You deserve it. See, it's been a fun Appreciate journey, it. man. We'll we'll see where it goes from here, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. And thank you to the audience. Thank you for everything. You guys are simply amazing. It, it always makes us feel so good when you come up to us, say how much you love the pod. And the good news is the pods live forever, so you can always go back and listen to other ones and stay tuned to see what happens next. Peace, everybody. Peace.